0: Welcome to Marvel Champions Podcast, a podcast about Marvel Champions the card game. I'm your host, Scott, and with me, as always, my co-host, Ryan. Here we go, ready for another one. All right, another one indeed. There was a uh, live stream today, Ryan. and I I was told about it and didn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched it live... um, some and people I have surprised. all the luck. <laughs> what was that? Some people have all the luck. Uh-huh. Um, and I was surprised they revealed some stuff for the game. They uh they started out with like a that Marvel Dagger game, and then about halfway through they cut away and then came back, and we're talking about the next evolution uh campaign expansion. So about time. Well, I mean, they did release that article, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was announced, but um, I was surprised they shared a little more. I don't know if they're going away from content creator spoilers and um, moved to this FFG Live spoiler. I mean, FFG, if you want to hit us up, we can totally spoil one. Just, you know, <laughs> let us know, Pod at gmail.com. Just throwing that out there. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they st- will still do that community engagement with the podcasts or YouTube channels revealing things. But I think now that they're kind of revamping their video live stream presence that we'll, we'll probably see a little bit more of this stuff. I bet you're right. They've uh, they had that weird downtime. I think they had some people leave the company and they kind of had to get everything reestablished and getting that rolled back out yeah for sure and i'm i mean by no means does this one really reveal so much more uh for this box but it does reveal a couple things that we hadn't seen before so it's nice to to look at them and uh and talk about it yeah it looks like it's about 19 20 cards give or take um and a variety of some scenario cards and campaign cards so, do you which ones you want to start with? Start from um, the beginning. I say start from the beginning, or at least whatever ones on my laptop that I'm skipping to. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll 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 set it up. So, they introduced um, for this box player side scheme cards. Yes. It's looking yes. Looking like they're really going pretty heavy with the campaign cards with uh, player side schemes. So the first one that they showed was a player side scheme. That's a campaign card. Um, It's called establish safe house. And it has a note that it does not count against player side scheme. They did confirm on here too, that um, it's one player side scheme per one or two player games and two for three and four player games at a time. Right. Uh, Right. So that's nice that this doesn't count towards that limit. Yeah, because that would like completely mess up cable, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, and and in turn, it it makes, uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking about it. This, these player side schemes being campaign side schemes really help cable in this box. And I'm not he. I mean, of course, I haven't played it yet, but he might be the only hero that really benefits from a certain campaign box. So you know what I mean. You haven't seen the other side of the card yet, so it doesn't really help him specifically because where are you thinking in your mind, this is going to go to the victory display? Uh, well, that's a good point. I was thinking more of his ability, which was after he completes a player side scheme, doesn't he like uh, ready or yes. uh, any side no, scheme? Right. No, you're right. You're right. I didn't make that connection. I know I'm right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> whatever, right, But what but else? you, you are right in that aspect that it does not have the victory keyword yeah. on there yeah so this one it's got four threat per player and when defeated you get to flip it and it becomes the safe house established into play and it just says that the ability on safe house established gains the players the safe house support card Um, so they did show the environment so changes from a player side scheme to an environment on the other side It says enter play with one safe house counter on it. And you can action remove one safe house counter from here. The first player puts the safe house support into play under their control. And then they showed the safe house. It's a four cost uh, support, basic support. Um, And it's a campaign card also. And a location, alter ego action. You can choose heal two damage from your identity. Or you could draw one card. And it says that any player may trigger this ability. Limit once per round per player. So we were oh, talking about in... It doesn't exhaust. Okay, our part two. Yeah, it doesn't exhaust, which is cool. Uh, but our part two of our villains, uh, we were talking about how will the campaign be either a little bit easier, whether we're going to go the route of supports and upgrades, or like one-time events. And this kind of uh, shed some light on that yeah yeah there's a there's a couple questions i have with this whole thing number one is when the safe house established becomes an environment it comes with a safe house counter and then i guess at any point you can choose to remove that counter to then put in that safe house so i i find it just different that it doesn't just immediately come into play it you kind of can wait for it, if that makes sense. So I think I think the next card we're going to get to plays a little bit into that strategy. Um, the other thing they did say is it sounded like you get to pick whichever player side scheme from the campaign is going to go Ooh. in. Um, I could see that. You might be wrong on that, but it sounded like you kind of got to choose. So you could um, you could game the game that way a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah um before we move on to that next card to kind of enlighten my thought here i do think that it's cool that you can heal or draw cards with this it's an alter ego action so it's not like super op it does Mm -hmm. force you to go down but i do like that both or any player can take advantage of it which is nice yeah i think that's uh it's a strong card i mean it's for cost but you're not paying the cost to get it into your in play at that moment. But I guess if it gets discarded, you could pay it again. Assuming there's no rule about if it gets discarded, you have to remove it from the campaign or whatnot. I assume it goes into whoever's controlling it. It goes into their discard pile. That'd be my guess. I mean, but it's, it's technically used by both. So, um, it really doesn't matter or I say both as in it's you and me that play most of the time, but any player. So um, it's a it's a pretty nice little bonus to get. But I think you're right. I think you're going to have like a choice of what like player side scheme or what bonus you you want. And I'm wondering if it all the bonuses are going to be like this, where there, there's a price to pay to get to that point. So in this case, this is a side scheme. You've got to do some thwarting to get to that bonus. So what they did say is when these cards do come out, there's something in the campaign rules or one of the cards that will tell you to do, to put in a card into the encounter deck. And that one is Banisher. He is a minion. Uh, he's a one scheme, one attack, three health. Marauder. And he surges when he comes out. But when revealed, return the highest, uh, excuse me, return the support you control with the highest cost to your hand. Ah. So, so there, that four costs can really hurt you. Uh, I boost see it now. On it, it's the same. Return the support you control with the highest cost to your hand. So you got to be able to put it back down if it gets scooped up like that. I see. So that's where context comes into play to those questions I had. <laughs> yeah. You should watch the video sometime.
1: Oh um, well, that's what they, I'll think about they
0: it. So a lot of these that were hit here first is going to have good, good, and then what happens to kind of balance that game is what they talked about. Oh okay, okay. So that surge is in there too to help kind of slow you down, so you don't get too overpowered really quickly. So now this Vanisher, he's not. A, his keyword or not keyword. His trait is Marauder, but he's not part of the marauder villain set is he i can't remember who banisher no. is uh well he's not part of the the encounter set and then you reveal what that encounter set name is we'll get to it but he is actually a campaign card yes yeah he i'm sorry i mean like the uh the villain set um he's oh. not one of the marauder villains right i don't think so i don't think banisher was one of the seven I, I, don't I don't remember her, sure, but I don't remember his name. I mean, he does not have a memorable name like Harpoon, So, yes, so yes. I, I was going to make the joke that the vanisher, what's his power? He just vanishes. I mean, <laughs> maybe he can make things vanish. Um, so I don't know. You'll have to do your homework on that one. Uh, I don't know if I have the time to dig. <laughs> uh, you may not be able to find it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on <laughs> all right all right let's see next card okay here we go it's another player side scheme gear up um it's got a fun little art on it with cable and domino on there um it says this scheme does not count against the player side scheme limit okay nice cool um it is four threat per person And when defeated, flip this card and put Geared Up into play. And it does have a little thing that says the ability on Geared Up gains each player a Pouch's resource card. All right. So the other side the environment says it enters play with one Pouch counter on it. And you can action remove one pouch counter from here. That's the cost. And then each player shuffles one copy of the pouches resource card into their deck. It's interesting. Pouches, pouches, pouches. That's interesting that it kind of tells the ability on the front side of the uh, the gear up player side scheme. And then on the back, it basically just repeats it. So I guess it's just a way to kind of know what's behind it. I think I think so. Flipping it, just an ease of flow with a campaign. I, yeah, I mean that'd be my guess. Uh, but they did say that this kind of '90s era X Factor X Force everyone had like a hundred pouches. <laughs> on their that costumes. is true. So that's that's the kind of played into that trope, and it's pouches everywhere on knee pads and shoulder pads and armpits and. There's pouches everywhere. That is very true. Um, it kind of reminds me of a, the MCU Black Widow movie where she had the the jacket, the vest with the cool pockets. Mm, yeah. They did yeah. also mention uh, Domino has a fun interaction with this one because um, Wilds count as two for her. Oh, you're so right. This would count as four for certain cards that she plays. So they That's mentioned right. that interaction. We'll have to discuss that when we review her hero that we haven't yeah. gotten to yet. <laughs> no, no. Coming shortly. All right. Coming soon. See. To a pod near you. So Um Yeah, the next card is pouches. It's a double wild resource campaign basic card. That's all it does. Yeah. we get shovel in your thing. It does show Deadpool. So is this Deadpool confirmed? Um I mean Deadpool is already revealed. Or um, as a basic ally. So Deadpool is technically confirmed. Oh, well, I'm referring to hero <laughs> confirmed because that's I what everybody know. cares about. I don't know. We'll have to hear like a Mint Mobile commercial to, f- to know for sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Good point. Good point. All right, let's see. What is the next one? So I guess this is the balance to that. So this yes. one is, is a treachery campaign treachery overburdened surge when revealed choose to either discard one resource card from your hand or take two damage and uh i it does focus on the resource card so it doesn't matter what card you have if it's not technically a resource card you're out of luck you're taking two damage yeah, especially with some of those rules corrections, you can't just like ignore the card entirely. You mm-hmm. would have to do as much as you could on on the one you can do. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that the boost and the winderville are the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. So the boost is going to happen. Yeah, that kind of I mean, you honestly want it as a boost because it doesn't have that surge, but it's ugh. true. Yeah. That card just doesn't sound fun. Well, you took too much stuff with you. You're overburdened. Uh, too many pouches to weigh you down, right? That's too many pouches. Those dang pouches. <laughs> All my fruit snacks. Yes, <laughs> fruit snacks and chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, my, la- my lips get very chapped during our campaign sessions. Um, trying to play nonstop. All just, right, uh, let's see. Well, maybe uh, maybe Riptide can can help soothe your lips here. So they did reveal um, Riptide because I think he was like a partial card on the, uh, uh, the release article. I think so. I think we only saw like his picture and his stats, but not his ability. Yeah. So he is a one scheme, one attack on his A side. He's nine hit points. Ay. Ay. He has his um, attack interrupt, forced interrupt. When Riptide attacks uh, you or an ally you control, choose to place two threat on the main scheme and one threat on each side scheme, or Riptide gets plus two attack for this attack. So he's the scheme add scheme guy. So. Well, I'm curious why it says when Riptide attacks you oh sorry I that. because he's back. the Morlock guy <laughs> I, so he will directly yes. attack an ally and they did mention that in the uh, live stream that they had to kind of uh, reinforce and kind of emphasize a couple of these ally attack rules because mm-hmm. um, the Marauders and Juggernaut can can potentially cause some questions about that yeah, yeah. The way I read it, I read it slightly wrong, and the way I read it was you or an ally you control choose. And <laughs> some reason I just totally skipped the <laughs> when Riptide attacks you or an ally. <laughs> so I was like, why is an ally choosing this? this doesn't make sense. <laughs> um. Allies so context reading, are, reading's allies important. Are people too? <laughs> allies are people too. That's right. I'm sorry. Sorry, allies. Sorry, Morlocks. <laughs> uh, nice. It's got nine. He's got nine hit points. I think that's pretty average for these Marauders, but uh, he's the he's one of the Thwart ones, because I think that was uh, I was um, if I remember right, I talked about how there didn't seem a lot of Thwart related Marauder interactions, and so he's the, the Thwart one. Yeah. Do you you put the thwart on instead of the attack? Yeah. Choice guy. Yeah. They did reverse B side. So you can see that he goes up slightly. So his one scheme turns into two. His one attack turns into two. Um, The forced interrupt is the same, except for it goes up to three on the main scheme or one on each side scheme. Or he keeps the plus two attack. But he gains ranged and piercing. Should not be good. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah the the fact that it's placed three thread on the main scheme, which isn't great, but also one thread on each side scheme does not sound very fun. I'm I'm starting to think because as you know, most of the boxes have some type of theme that goes through them. Um of like uh, different player cards or whatnot, like the theme of Galaxy Most Wanted was Surge. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds like this one's going to have a lot of side schemes based off the campaign we've got and, of course, Cable being heavy into side schemes. I'm thinking there's going to be a decent amount of side schemes throughout most of this. You're probably right. Um, I think the only other thing to mention is his health goes from 9 to 12 per player. So not... Horrible jump, but a little bit beefier. Yeah. Yep. Not impossible though. And he's an assassin marauder. Uh, I wonder I guess uh I'm thinking of Rogue gaining the assassin trait. She can I, technically play that one um thwart card where you have to play if you're an assassin or a spy an alter ego action it's just an action is there one that has an assassin mm. yeah because gambit's an assassin isn't he Ooh. no it's a thief no i thief. just look like an idiot it's a thief yeah well because my comment was going to be i don't know if we'll ever get a hero with the trait assassin because assassins generally associated with like bad because <laughs> you're you know killing someone. <laughs> I would think Black Widow would have had an assassin. She's like a master assassin. She is an assassin. But they made her a spy instead. That's probably that reason is that she's a hero. She doesn't right. assassinate. She just, you know, doesn't tell people the truth and <laughs> sneaks around. <laughs> Espionage, know. whatever. That's that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. All right, let's see next one. It well is a side scheme for the Morlock Siege, which is the first um, scenario in the campaign box. Uh, territorial control side scheme for threat. It well I won't I won't say that keyword first. I'll go when revealed. Place one additional threat for each player here for each villain under routed. So. It is it routed or rooted? Because I played back our episode, and I was like, people are going to think that we're dumb. I well, think I it's th- rooted, technically. But, you know, we're... Isn't it start. routed like they got routed? You routed the football team? Or the football team routed this team? <sighs> I don't That's know. the way I always heard it. This is an awkward moment for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Our our foreign uh, listeners are like, man, those Americans, they're... Whew. And I know, I know English better than they do. <laughs> um, well, whatever it is, if you've defeated villains and it's under that card, then this uh, gets more threat on it. Um, and then it has the... Um, the hazard... Not hazard. Yes. Crisis. Crisis. Thank you. Crisis, where you can't thwart the main scheme. But it does have... I think it's a new keyword. Uh, it, it could is. be crazy. Ah, it is. See? See, I'm not crazy. Um, so this was the only new keyword that's introduced into the box. Okay. And that is assault. Basic thwarts against this scheme use attack instead of thwart. Huh. So, so Tony said that it does not count for. Um, Events. So you, if you're using a thwart event, it still does whatever it does. It's only your basic hero or basic ally. You use the attack value instead of your thwart value, and it's a it's like a must. It's like a forced thing. Oh, okay. And you okay. take the con for an ally. You take the consequential of whatever your attack is. Gotcha. Um, the other thing they said is they did that new keyword to kind of balance. Aggression players a little bit to help them out. Mm. Uh, yeah. To, since kind of like the point you made, it sounds like we're gonna be a little more thwart heavy in this campaign. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a theme, not theme, but just the the trend that there's more like attack focused heroes than there is thwart focused heroes. There I don't even know if there is a thwart focused hero. Um that you either can thwart good and attack good, or you're just attack good. <laughs> um so I think of like Valkyrie. Valkyrie is very much attack, but not very much thwart. Versus um, I mean Black Widow. She can thwart, but she can also attack. Captain America can thwart and attack. So so on and so forth. So it's nice to that at least the assault keyword can help balance that a little bit. Yeah, it does kind of hinder those that do have that bigger thwart and like a one attack that then you'd have to really use your event cards. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like there's always ways around for sure. characters like that, but when it comes to characters that don't really do much thorting, there's not unless you do justice there really isn't a way around that yeah so i would agree i think this will be at least open up the possibilities of players considering some of those heroes that just don't have that thor capability yeah i think it's a it's a good it's something fresh something different I'm interested to see how it plays. Yeah, it, it'll be helpful. You never know when you're like, man, I could. my t- Oh, so here's a qu- question. So if you are confused, I don't know if they mentioned it on the, uh, the live stream. Yeah, if you're confused, can you technically thwart this side scheme? They did not talk about that. And that is a good question. Because it it doesn't say that say, you're not thwarting. So my interpretation is you would probably try to initiate a thwart, but the assault keyword looks at the value of your attack rather than the value of your thwart in determining how much to take off. Mm, that's what I'm going to go with. I think if you have confused, you still are getting confused. Yeah, you would exhaust, remove the confused, and then you would try again. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's taking. You're technically thwarting, you're just using your attack value instead of your thwart value.
1: Yes, yes.
0: That's what I would agree. There's your mini rules corner for the moment. (laughs) Rules (laughs) corner. All right, Right. let's see. You want to hit this next next one. one? Yeah. So this one was from a set, an encounter set called Military Grade. Uh, This is an attachment called Inhibitor Collar. Um, They talked about this one kind of being a throwback to those um, cartoons and comic books where they were um, using those Inhibitor Collars to take away your powers. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gives you a negative one attack. Uh, It's a tech card that attaches to your identity. Treat your identity's uh, printed text box as if it were blank, and then you can action choose to either exhaust a character you control, or take three damage, and then you get to discard this card. And it does note that any player can do this for you. Um, and they made the statement that it's kind of like your friends helping you get it off, but they're you know might have to exhaust kind of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotta waste their turn helping you. Yeah, I would say this is uh it's not a terrible card in like negative effects wise. Um and fairly easy to get rid of. Yeah. Take three damage or exhaust. I mean the exhaust seems like the easier way out. Yeah, especially if you have an ally you can just boop, done. Yeah. Um yeah. I yeah, think I saw when oh, I was good. looking at this card today, I thought that same thing. It doesn't say friendly character, but it does say character you control. So I don't know if that is implying a hero slash alter ego. But yes. Then I would have think they would have said identity. I think it's just an all encompass character. character ally. Yeah, I lean to that too. Yeah, I think it's just an all-encompass. If you control that character, whether hero, alter ego, ally, or if somehow you're controlling a minion, you can you can exhaust them and, and remove it. Somebody just has to be exhausted to help you out. Yeah. I think I saw on Facebook someone uh, mentioned that if you got this put onto Hulk... That he would no longer have to discard cards. I mean, technically it's true. He would be just so, one less power. There you go. There's your fix. Give him the inhibitor collar. <laughs> there you go. He solved the problem with, with Hulk. Oop, All right. Yeah, Moving one. on. All right. So this is another side scheme, Mutant Slayers. And this is the Marauder encounter set that gets added it's called mutant slayers the encounter set is the same as the side scheme name um and it says that each marauder minion gains quick strike oh which is kind of rough because they all i mean i don't know how the minion versions of them if they have interrupts um but that could be bad and then it has a win revealed place one additional threat here for you each character in play with one or more of the following traits mutant, X Factor, X Force, or X-Men. That uh That sounds really bad for the X-Men release characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean I there's kind of future proofing because you can take this encounter set and throw it into any you know, scenario. Uh, they did say if if you wanted a very minion heavy, this would be one you could definitely do because it's going to have seven. And so if there's they, seven, then that means there's three cards that are not. There's this one is the eighth one, and there's a nine and ten that do something else. Okay, yep. Maybe maybe it's Harpoon's attachment Harpoon. Uh, please be that... <laughs> It, what did we call him in that other episode, Steve?
1: Uh, Steve yeah, the probably. Sentient
0: harpoon. Yeah, that's that's how he uh, that's how he wins the big bucks. He gets the ladies with the uh, the harpoon, <laughs> shows it off. Maybe accidentally shoots someone. Everyone scatters. Yeah. Um, and this just has a um, it sets up a three. Um scheme on it so it's not terrible. No, this I mean quick strike's not very fun, but three threats not not too bad. And uh if you're not playing one of the mutant X Factor X-Men X Force, then it's a piece of cake. Yeah. I mean if you're playing it straight campaign, you're looking at you know two, three extra if you have an ally or something with the same trait. Yeah, yeah. So definitely something to, to watch out for and to to get rid of when you can, especially it with seven a, of them. It has the potential to be nasty, which leads us straight into our next encounter set, the Nasty Boys. Oh, look at that. You like that? You like that? Here we go. All right. The first Nasty Boy is uh, is Ruckus. He's uh, two scheme, one attack, three health minion. He has, when revealed, stun each character you control. Oh my goodness, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, and then boost is, you're stunned. But he does, very unfortunately, and this is one keyword I don't like. Not that it's not a good keyword uh, for the game, but terrible when you're playing against it is teamwork nasty boy so if there's another nasty boy out it activates right isn't that if i remember right that's correct so if if ruckus was already out and another nasty boy came out whether attached or engaged with you or whoever you're playing with they all activate oh man that is this right here to me is uh is a game eliminator, <laughs> as in well, like it's gonna happen. You're just like you want to throw the table because everyone's stunned. Well, the only thing with that though is, I think you're thinking whenever he activates, he stuns you. It's only when he's revealed, though. So he would. That's just a good point. Activate. That's a good point. When when he team works, he just activates. That is a good point. Yes, yes. So that is only when revealed. Smart move, uh, designers. But even then, if that card comes out, uh, I want to rage quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The stun everybody is, uh, is rough. That is a nasty one. And that As was the in only nasty, nasty boy. boy. <laughs> yeah. That they showed off. There's uh, six of those nasty boys. So, well, there's probably uh, cards. Like four or five, and then probably like a side scheme or something. Yeah. Ugh. Well, it is what it is. It, it should be fun. I'm, I'm, hopefully they're not as terrible to to play against as the Acolytes, because they, they were rough. <laughs> they didn't specifically say it's in the Mr. Sinister encounter set, at least not that I recalled or scenario, but I think it could be the recommended the one. Comics, yeah, they were his little minion guys. So, likely. I mean, did... Did the Nasty Boys go to the same convention as Harpoon when they got their names? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it their band name, Nasty Boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh! <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, Nasty Boy. All right, let's go to uh, the next one. So they're getting into some Juggernaut cards. So we get two Juggernaut cards. The first one is a treachery called Trample, and it says Winterville Alter Ego, take two indirect damage, and Winterville Hero, Juggernaut, attacks the ally with the fewest remaining hit points. Ouch. And it does have a boost of deal one damage to an ally you control. So they did mention this interaction, because... They said this is the first encounter that Hope is introduced, but I thought she was introduced in the second one. <laughs> I imagine she keeps coming out and plays with you in this third encounter. Yeah, I, th- I thought she was at least in the second one, but maybe the maybe ally or something. Her or something. Yeah. yeah. But that's what they talked about with those, those ally attack rules. Because um, I think, Menu had the conversation of how does Hope take damage with no consequential if she's not really getting attacked and this is how mm, gotcha because if you only have one ally you have to pick her now they did say with the updated defensive rules you can jump in front of it or another ally or another player can jump in front of the attack and the overkill if if he had overkill too it wouldn't go onto her it would still go on to you gotcha gotcha and i haven't Brushed up on all the new rules, update and everything. So if an ally is the target of attack, you can choose to step in front of it. Yep. The defensive rules pretty much act the same as if you were the target of the attack. Okay. So so in other words, they made defense where it doesn't matter who the target is. You can have someone jump in front of it. Correct. Gotcha. Unless there's a card that specifically says that you can't. You it. can't. There's- there's a card recently that we looked at that said something to that effect, right? Uh, possibly. There are so many cards in this game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Well, cool. Yeah. I, I, I like the art uh, Deadpool, writing, yeah. uh, and <laughs> juggernaut. Jermon, okay. um, but it, it looks it's like, like. through a museum or something. Oh, yeah. Is, what is that it's, like, a skeleton? like a skeleton? It's what it looks like to me. But then there's like a 99 cent sign in the left top corner. Oh, you're so, right. So maybe it's like a convenience store or something. I don't know. It's from a it's from a comic. So yeah, it's straight from a Marvel comic because it's not doesn't have the artist um, recognition at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I dig it. All right. Now this one. This is the one that's gonna make you rage quit, Ryan. All right. Here we go. Rage quit twine. Um, oh, man, I, I can't even pronounce so this. He pronounced it cytorax. Cytor- exemplar. Psytorax exemplar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? I thought it was Sidorak, but Cytorac. he pronounced it Psytorax. So I don't know. Tomato, potato. Exemplar. All right. <laughs> so it is a treachery it's got three boost icons um, so that's nasty Uh, In expert mode this card gains insight one which is never fun to see but it's not the worst Um, when revealed if juggernaut exposed is in play flip it and place one momentum counter on juggernaut otherwise Place threat on the main scheme equal to Juggernaut's attack. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so if he's if he's already have his helmet on and he's got like three or four momentum counters, oh, the geez. momentum counters make his attack go up. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be placing threat on the main scheme for like six or seven or more, could be less, but for a decent amount, at least three, because if he has one momentum counter and his base attack on his stage one, that's at least three. Oh, gosh. It's so like a thwart. It's like he got an extra thwart on that. Jeez, and it's probably, I mean, I can't remember his villain cards, but I'm pretty sure his attack was higher than his thwart, so. Well oh, yeah, his thwart's only like a one. He's like a dummy. Yeah, exactly. So if he's thrown that much on the main scheme, it's not It's not yeah, a his, good thing. His scheme is a one. Let me let me correct myself. Villain scheme, hero's thwart. But yeah, yeah, and it has three boost icons, so if that comes out as part of his um, activation, oh, that's rough. Ugh. That, is a, that is a nice one. I can definitely see that, especially for like true solo, one hero solo, getting that out and just scheming out, boom, you're done. That's, yeah. that's going to get you to, to flip the table. And that's just another one of those play things I think you're going to find with Juggernaut is you've got to keep those momentum counters yeah under check or they're you're going to spiral out of control fast yeah you're probably right it's it's going to be one of those uh one of those type of uh villains like a nebula or collector one where you yeah. gotta maintain the status quo or it just gets out of hand quickly yeah oh those are the two i was thinking of so oh wow well, p- probably because we're the best marvel champions players i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say that. I We play a lot of standard, okay? Hey, I just I just enjoy it, all right? Yeah. All right, so let's see here. Next, Treachery. This one's yours, right? Uh, yeah, or is I'll, mine? I'll take it. Well, I'll take that. <laughs> I like that. That was good. So uh, this is a Treachery go. called I'll Take That, and it's part of the super strength encounter set that we saw with Mr. Sinister. Uh, It says, when revealed, discard the upgrade you control with the lowest cost, uh, the highest cost instead if the villain has the psionic trait. Uh, If no upgrade was discarded this way, this card gains surge. So I do like that it's interacting with the other um, enhancements, Mm -hmm. the other encounter set enhancements. Yeah. Yeah. What was the one that gave him the psionic? It wasn't the aerial one. He had the flight one gave him aerial super strength, gave him like something else. And then the intelligence one or smart. Yeah. I don't, I don't have them pulled up. Yeah. Yeah, Neither do I, but I do like how they are going to like cross interact with each other. So like, they get worse the deeper into the game. You potentially going to have more than one of these encounter sets in the game. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find a way to somehow control that. Um, or it, it just gets stronger and kind of snowballs. Um, yeah. Cause the highest cost you work to get that three, four cost upgrade out and it's gone. That's rough. That's so frustrating. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm. I think uh, I think this is pretty pretty solid for that. It makes sense. Um Is that Shatterstar in the art? I think it is. It looks familiar with the the, the double swords, swords with the little knuckles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing Shatterstar. And yeah, then uh, part of X Force. Mister Sinister's. So- got like a little bit of Spidey Sense Tingle. There you go. That's I the think that's word. the psionic trait kind of element to it. Yes. But it looks like a web, so I'm going to go Spidey Tingle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you and your Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle. That's right. That's what she called it. Nice. Alright. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's pretty selling. And it's part of the encounter set. It's not part of his card, so. Yeah, you can throw that on legends. other ones. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, all right, we're almost there. Let's do these uh, last two. Um, so this one is another treachery from Strife's encounter set: Psionic Override. It says a... psychic override. Oh yeah, it's it's all the same. The trait is psionic though. So yes. <laughs> um, it is a win revealed. Choose a card type, then discard each card from your hand. That is not of that type. Draw up to your hand size. Place one threat on the main scheme for each card of the chosen type in your hand. Interesting. There's a lot of text. You, but I hate those cards that make you discard most, if not all, of your hand and redraw because it just ruins everything you had hoped for. Yeah, I mean next turn. You got some control over that because you could always like, hey, I'm going to choose this event. I only have one event in my hand. You're just discarding it and then drawing a new one. And in this card, you're placing one threat. That's like the opposite of that. So you're. So let's say you you discarded. Oh, that is not that one. Yeah, chose, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's say you chose event or an yeah, right. event. You discard everything but your events, and then you draw back up. And if you get more events, you place more, you know, the total threat for each of the events in your hand. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, So, yes, that does stink. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it does depend. I mean, if you're playing with, like, a spectrum who's all events, it, it might not be as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the boost on it's not horrible. Discard one card and then draw one card. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind the boost. It's it's what it is, and it's not necessarily hurtful. And it's it can even be helpful too. Yeah, it's not random, which is nice. Yeah, I think random would have made that more feel like a a boost ability. But hey, I'm not going to complain. I agree. So that's his. Uh, that's part of his scenario. Card so interesting. Still playing on that whole card type, quantity mm. of card types. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To, to see that... how that is going to play. Yep. Yeah. All, All right. right. One more. Bring us home. All right. So this one's a minion. It's from the Extreme Measures, um, encounter set, and this is your favorite keyword or trait, Ryan. Uh, the Mutant Liberation Front, that group. MLF. Uh, this, yeah, the MLF. This is a minion called Tempo, and she has a one scheme, one attack. Um, while Tempo is engaged with you, you get plus one hand size. Hey, so far so good. Yeah, she is a health of five, and she has a forced response when a scheming or attacking after Tempo activates against you. Discard cards from the top of your deck equal to twice the number of cards in your hand. Okay, that's not as great. <laughs> Holy cow. So let's go like average hero card is five hand five size plus yep. the one hand size she gives you, so you're six. Double, that's 12. 12 discarded off the top of your deck, that's rough. That is a lot. Man, oh, it's when, uh, when she schemes and or attacks. Yeah, and if she's scheming, that means you have a hand size of probably seven, even more. In terms uh. of, hmm. oh, that yeah. makes. I'm kind of good. I'm kind of glad in some ways because this could be a card that kind of helps push against the. Uh, is it spiritual meditation? No, sorry, sorcerer supreme that gives um those, the mystic. Uh, the mystic plus one that zero. plus one hand size. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of pushes against that overpowered upgrade and, and turns it on its head. Yeah. So. You just gotta deal with her fast. You can't let her stay out and play. That's the big thing with her. Yeah. Yeah. And what's uh, what's interesting, um, not, I guess, not like super interesting, but it is um, twice the number of cards in your hand. So if somehow you gain more cards in your hand from, say, like uh, the villain attacks, you block it, you do unflappable and draw a card. Now you just made it worse for you. But then the inverse of that, if you're playing a protection and you get rid of like two or three cards, it could go potentially, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's pros and cons either way. Yeah. Either way, I think the cons outweigh the pros on this one. Yes, that is for your average hero. They're gonna. Yeah. But good. I mean, I like the minion. I think I like the the interaction. I think it's yeah. a fun interaction that we haven't necessarily seen before. So. And I, I think, think the... that's good. I think the one scheme, one attack kind of plays off the ability or the response a little more. She's not big, beefy, swingy. She, she hurt you in the discard pile. Yeah. Yeah. She's meant to, to just get you to draw that extra encounter card and right. reshuffle. Potentially have an extra encounter card for that turn. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And, and just get rid of your good cards that you were hoping for. Cause that always happens when we get like a, was it Kane's obligation where he does like eight cards oh, every right. time. King, Kings will do that. Do you remember that one game we played where I, I got that one like <laughs> four times? It was terrible. That was <laughs> awful. Uh, um, let's see. Let me see. They did say they'll have some form of an OP kit for this uh, wave slash box. Nice. Um, it says with some quote unquote changes so I don't know what that means um, uh, other than that that's kind of the uh, the gist of everything cool yeah, yeah. I I think uh, it's nice to see some additional cards so um I, I liked what uh, I saw some stuff from um, the different villains in the box some campaign things kind of helps get an idea of what is um coming up in this box and uh so far i'm i'm liking it i'm i'm looking forward to this box i don't i'm not too scared of anything in particular no it it looks good it looks like it's gonna be a couple of good little battles you're really gonna i guess be challenging i'm excited for that i mean it's been a long time since we've had a new um villain scenario so this will be a good a good way to kind of keep everything fresh and in you know that hype in the game where it needs to be yeah yeah so this will be this will be good yeah alright Ryan well thanks everybody for listening uh, if you've got some thoughts on the next evolution uh, FFG live stream send us your thoughts at marvelchampionspod at gmail.com and we'll see what we can do about talking about those. Uh, We really appreciate everybody listening. And remember, if you want to go from a chump to a champ, listen to the Marvel Champions Podcast. See ya. See ya.